Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast. Nick Roush, Freddie Maggard, Adam Luckett, and Drew Franklin. We're here. We're back. We're ready to rock and roll. Thanks to our friends at Justice Dental. As always, a KSR Football Podcast brought to you by Justice Dental. Two Lexington locations, Blazer Parkway, Wellington Way, your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. Just give them a call to set up your appointment today at 859-543-0700, or you can visit them online at justicedental.com. You can even send them a text message at that number. How easy is that? Questions, they got you covered. Doc Thompson, Dr. Justice, they're the best. They'll, make, they'll, they'll hook your oral health up, whether you need to straighten them teeth out, fill your cavities, or, I don't know, fill out a bracket. They, they probably got some NCAA <laughs> tournament advice, maybe some college football takes. I know Doc Thompson has a heck of a tailgate. Maybe he'll invite you to his tailgate this fall. So go see our friends at Justice Dental and hang out with us on the chat. Um, and t- like Tyler Thompson is right now just reminding us of how great Joyland oh. was. That, that was a joyful time down at Nashville where we made it back, but I, I did thoroughly enjoy the burgers and fries and even a breakfast sandwich at Joyland. I like that you snuck in an extra Joyland that I didn't know about. Got some breakfast. I did two dinners there, but didn't get a breakfast. Very proud of you. Get one on the last day. But um, what a nice find we had outside of the football in Nashville. I'm missing it already. I'm missing snack time too, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, my, my refrigerator's a little bare, so I miss snack time too. <laughs> How, uh, how many hot dogs made it home in your bag, Freddie? Did you uh, did you pack any for the road? I didn't know I had to do math, but I would say <laughs> uh, nine or ten made it back to okay, the, to the house hotel. Yeah, at, at least nine or ten. I, I, I like dogs too that we we spent the weekend in Nashville talking about Kroger, and Freddie was so hyped up he had to go check out the new Kroger in Middletown. <laughs> like that that's dedication right there. Wasted no time. Um, I, I'm sure it was outstanding. I haven't checked it out yet. I forgot to send you a picture of my uh, Louisville football trash can at Kroger today, Drew. But I still made it, uh, replenished my fridge this afternoon. I had a big Kroger weekend myself. I wasn't like Freddie. I didn't go straight to a new one. But I went straight to an old one and visited my uh, old Kroger back in Madisonville where I used to work. So after we had a big Kroger nice. week, I went and saw the old stomping grounds. And now that we're on a wide shot, I have to explain why I'm so casual. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm under strict orders to prop my rolled ankle up. So I feel like I'm all diagonal. I'm not sure if this chair is going to hold me for an entire show. Oh, man. But uh, doctor's orders. So this is why I'm leaning back like this. There's a is good chance st- I end up on the floor. Is that strict orders from the doctor or from the wife? Uh, the wife's still at work. I can't wait for her to come home and make fun of me uh, for everything that transpired today. So, how? You, surely you injured your ankle doing something like a strenuous activity, uh, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I was doing this thing called um, walking out the front door. And where the uh, where the rug is on the hardwood, it can be a, a little slippery, slippery. I've even addressed it in the past. Like, hey, we should do something about that. That's slippery. And today it finally took me down. I was running, and then I just buckled left, left, uh, left ankle. It just gave. That's about like waking up. I woke up and I slept wrong, and I like couldn't. I, you had like rub icy hot on it, and I had. <laughs> it, it took me like an hour before I could just like sit in a normal position. So, I, but I feel like that happens. Running out the door and hurting your ankle that 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 is a little bit more humbling, if you will. I got Richie Farmer has been turned to. I went in bed last night and I turned too fast and I felt like I pulled a muscle in the middle of my back. So <laughs> I know what it's like moving a little too fast. I, you just gotta we gotta slow down. I don't think that I think this is all just like we're we're still got a little fatigue in us from SEC media days in Nashville. 
Uh, but we still have some stuff to discuss from the event. We were a little delirious uh, by the day's end. If you need more evidence of that, just watch Drew and I's video where I I can barely talk. I can, I mean, it, that that's one of those, like, I, it was an out-of-body experience, Drew, and I'm just happy we got all home safe and sound after that because judging by me watching 24 hours later, I was I was shocked at myself that I was still breathing after all of that. I never go back and watch content we do. I don't listen to a KSR podcast, you know, the own voice thing. We all deal with it. But I've watched that video of you laughing a hundred times in the one we did before we left because that is the most infectious, contagious laugh. It just, it, you, you can't help but laugh watching you laugh. You don't even know the story, but no one has laughed as hard as you were in the intro of that video. And the part where you say that nobody's here and then just like a crowd of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect time. Right on cue. A whole group walks right oh, behind us. Man. Great, great ending to a long week. There was some actual business to attend to though, because Thursday we submitted our votes for all sec and the sec predicted order of finish. And there was some drama because I still don't know how many Kentucky Wildcats were preseason all sec because, like at the damn SEC, you'll never believe this. They can't figure out their preseason teams. We got uh, – is there three or is there four? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah, it, it, typical all-conference all teams at the Southeastern Conference Media Days. Just a total hot mess. Um, players that are not on it that a lot of people would probably want to vote for. Uh, the, the specialists, I was still confused on how they did all that. Um, turn specialist, non return specialist, punt, all, all of that. So that a little confusing on that regard. But yeah, just a total mess as usual. Let's let's talk about that little incident with Barry on Brown. How did that happen? There were three people you could choose from, and in theory, three teams. They'd all get one, and you're just shuffling. But then they just used two of them, and there wasn't a third team. Uh, you know, kickoff specialist? Is that what happened? I, I, I don't know, but UK only used the three, but then the SEC had four. But then they used Jeter twice, not Derek Jeter, but another Jeets. So, yeah, I don't – I can't explain it, but, um, you know, perspective always in the eye of the beholder. And as far as I'm concerned, Barry on Brown is a preseason all-SEC kickoff return specialist. Instead of, all per- instead of all purpose, why don't they just do a flex? Like, we're, we're in fantasy football land now. Like, why can't we just do a flex and then the player with the most votes out of the, you know, you know, you combine the running back and receivers and tight ends, then that guy could be on, you know what I'm saying, on the first team. And then you could just do that on, on down the line. I don't understand. The AP, if you're only going to nominate, what, four or five guys, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Which, speaking of, another all-SEC snub that I just, I can't, my brain doesn't comprehend, but Freddie Maggard, if, if I'm not mistaken, there were only four running backs who rushed for 1,000 yards last year in the Southeastern Conference. There were six spots. One of those players transferred to a better program, and he was not a preseason All-SEC selection. I can't comprehend. Maybe you don't put him first or second team, but I don't know how Ray Davis didn't make the cut. Yeah, Ray Davis is my obvious choice here for snubs. Um, especially after talking to a lot of folks that has seen a lot more Ray Davis than I have, or we have, uh, you see him once a year. And the last time we saw him, he was putting a hundred on Kentucky in a loss. So Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Davis, you know, I, the more I talk to folks at the networks and everywhere else, the more I appreciate Ray Davis. 
and the more I thought that he should be at least second team on, on the All-SEC ballot because, like you said, thousand-yard guy, and, and he's, he's going to a better team on paper. It's mm-hmm. got to be done on the field. But, yeah, he is my number one snub. I, I just I, – I can't comprehend it. And I know, uh, you know, like we talked to a lot of people on the record down there. Cole Kublik's been very high on him. Uh, SEC Mike said he was a first-team selection for him. So, I don't get it. But, you know what? I also – I don't mind it that much. I mean, oh, no, Kentucky's getting disrespected <laughs> again by the media. Oh, no, shucks. You know, there was the one um... – First place vote for Kentucky, and me being the fanboy there for the first time, a lot of people thought that could have been me. But really, like you're saying, it's the opposite. If I'm a fan, I'm voting Kentucky last because they get angry when they get snubbed like Ray Davis or slip in the rankings behind South Carolina. So even though we have a couple guys that we thought should be on there, it's not the worst thing that they have that hunger going into the season because we know how Mark Stoops' culture reacts to, to any kind of negativity like that. Before we get to the uh, order of finish, I just wanted to – just note that if you have Georgia, Alabama, or LSU next to your name, you're probably going to get a lot of votes. And I, I think that in, like Georgia's entire offensive line just got – they're like, okay, you guys are good. We're going to well, put well you deserved. in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, the to be honest, as, as someone who – you know, I don't follow those other teams very closely. So some of those positions, I'm like Georgia, Bama. I mean, it's, it's natural to do that. Mm-hmm. You're just going to assume they're going to be headed to the league. Well, and my, my issue with it is, like, if you go in on paper or you use, like, Phil Stills or whatever, and you got, all right, these are my top five corners, these are my top five offensive tackles, these are my top five interior offensive linemen, these are my top five D linemen, these are my top five edge players, yada, yada. Then they just they just get all thrown in. and So then you get all, you know, they get them all mixed up, and then you can't, then you're, like, looking and checking for guys, and then you see guys like a Dominic Lovett's not even on there. Yeah. Then you get halfway through the ballot, and you just you, a lot of times you just throw your hands up. You don't know what to do. So then you, I think you start. I think a lot of people just start, you know, Clicking trying names. to get through that as fast as possible. And I just think that it seems more complicated than it needs to be. I don't know why uh, it has to. Why we have had all that, all these complications, and they have these positions where good players aren't qualifying for it, and then have these random places where you have three players that you can vote for. I, I just don't think it makes much sense. And you mentioned Dominic Lovett, though. Like it, that was one where he was going to be my first receiver taken, and he wasn't even nominated because the SEC, to I guess to limit them, they, they shrink the pool of how many players a school can nominate. Well, he was a transfer, but he led the league in receiving last year. But he, since he's a transfer, programs like, you know, they don't want to give them, you know, too much – credit I guess Kirby wants to keep him humble or something like that um and it all just goes to show just how better never rest all this is you know like this is this is this can be very dumb but it's great fodder um it's fun you know we talk about it we get to play the disrespect card but it is just really stupid really uh before before we move on it is dumb I I made up a segment I wanted to bring in about this you know we we like uh impromptu segments so yes how about how about we play What's the most Homer Kentucky thing you did with your ballot? Like, oh. uh, and I can, I'll speak for Freddie cause we did it together and he might have another, but Freddie and I definitely logged a Dane key first team. I don't really know that if I were being completely honest, I would have done that, but I know of at least two votes Dane key got as a first team wide receiver. 
I uh, Eli Cox was an SEC offensive all, all SEC offensive lineman for me. I mean, you, you got go. eight eight to pick from. Like, I'm gonna put Eli Cox on there. Uh, and yeah, I think I did also the same with Dane and Barry on. It might have been both of them where I was just I like, screw it, put him one and two. Nobody else is gonna vote for him. Yeah, Barryon, I had him as well. I feel like Dane was more of the reach there, but yes, I, I had the duo. Yeah, I had Trevor Wallace as my linebacker, one of my linebackers. That was Homer, but that's also how how are we? Is the all SEC team for production from last year, or are we projecting? You know, like Joe Milton was what second team all mm-hmm. SEC on by the voters. That's projecting from last year, right, to this year. So I said, okay, Trevor Wallace, I think at the end of the year is going to be an all-SEC player. So I put him on my ballot. It counts just the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had actually a different lineman on my team. Uh, I just think Kenneth Horsey's he's played longer than Cox. I think he's been better when he's played. So I had him um, in over Cox. And then Deion Walker was first team defensive lineman for me. I'm sure he was for you all as well. I don't think uh, Kenneth Horsey's a homer pick either, Luckett. If you do the purely guards, he's one of the two or three best guards in the conference. Yeah, I was kind of – yeah, that's why I'm saying I was surprised that he that Cox got in over him. I think that was a lot of he was just there. For, yeah, yeah, and they for know folks. the name. Yeah, I mean, if you if dig so- in at all, I mean, Horsey started like 30 games or whatever. He's played tackle, he's played guard. This will be his fourth year as a starter. If those are the so most I, homer things you did, I was the most homer ever because I did every single <laughs> – everything you just named, I also did. Eli Cox, Horsey. Well, the order of finish, I wasn't too homer with that, and I was surprised that – I thought it would be uh, in contention between Kentucky and Florida as, like, who would be up next after Tennessee. But uh, wouldn't you know – the darlings of the Southeastern Conference, the off-season MVPs, Shane Beamer has the Gamecocks back, had them ahead of Kentucky at number three, the Cats fourth, and in a distant fifth, Florida. And, and Freddie, I, it's one of those things where, like, we kind of joke about it year after year. But, I, I mean, I guess because Spencer Rattler didn't come up there and, like, he wasn't the QB1, like, little poop head we saw at 16 years old in the documentary. I guess because he was just, like, an adult. That they were just like, you know what? South Carolina's got it figured out. I'm going to vote them second or third in the SEC. I didn't understand it. Yeah, no, it's an annual occurrence, right? I mean, it's a, it's a rite of passage. It's, a, it's like when you get your media credential, you, you also log a vote for South Carolina to be second east or third. That's, that's what happened. But, you know, I think they're just looking at beating Tennessee and beating Clemson and playing, you know, scoring all those points against – Notre Dame, so I think that uh, it's recency uh, decision there. But uh, you know, Spencer Rattler has been really good, and he's been really bad. So there's really not a lot in the middle there. But yeah, I think that uh, that Beamer wins over the room, and that's what happens. Luckett, have you heard from the league office after ranking South Carolina ninth in your new power rankings on KSR Plus today? I feel like that, you're going to get fined for that. I, I'm just waiting for the Shane Beamer at DM at this point. <laughs> oh, that's coming. No, I, I, I mean, it'll be it'll be on TikTok. Let's rewind something. There was eight first place votes for Vanderbilt, and one of those one of those had to be uh, the guys leading this podcast. I, I I thought I was being a homer, putting them uh, six ahead of Missouri. 
But apparently, I wasn't Homer enough. I guess we we talked to somebody from Vanderbilt that said he was one of three media members there. Maybe the national TV people they got a vote, so they're like, "Ah, screw it, we'll put Vandy first. But even the sauce drinking, I, I, I was drinking the Vanderbilt Kool Aid. I couldn't put them higher than six. I don't know how one. I mean, we didn't even get the line from Clark Lee about being the best team in college football this year. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, I. I like Vanderbilt. I think they're going in the right direction. First place votes. I mean, come on. Do we do we watch football? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, the, the media. We the SEC media has lost their fastball. That's that's the only explanation. That's I have a conspiracy theory. Hit me. So so it's popular take for people is that it's this event has gotten too big. Like so, you can't get any access. What if the like the head honcho journalists are trying to self-sabotage media days and just voting crazy Ooh. Vandy. So they'll kick some of the lower people out. I could see that. Like the athletic, they had a or just meeting whoever, beforehand. You know, uh, Tim, Tim Smith, that who's been a columnist for 28 years in Huntsville, Alabama or wherever. It wouldn't don't be true. Do you think the league would WCCA. like probably – I don't think they'd do anything about it, but don't you think the league might even just look to see who the eight are? Because I'm sure on the back end that they're able to do that. You can't think. let Vandy show up and have eight. Like that, as a fanboy, that needs to be addressed next year. Like, listen, <laughs> I get it. If you want to have a vote, be serious about it. How many is Texas and A&M going to get next year? <laughs> it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, It's going to be dangerous. Um, but like it does to go back to what I said earlier, though, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have the list of everything in front of me, but was there one first team all SEC selection? I mean, I love a good Kentucky flying under the radar and this is the perfect media days to fly under the radar because I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but was anybody talking about anything except Mark Soup shaving his head on Thursday? Like it, it wasn't the. It was will, a very under-the-radar SEC media days for the Cats. Yeah, I will say, though, in kind of like small talk conversations I had around the event, a lot of people were uh, high on Kentucky uh, with Devin Leary, Liam Cohen, yada, 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 on down the line. So I, I was – there wasn't a lot of buzz for them. But overall, I just think there wasn't a lot of buzz for the event. Um, it was – in the ballroom, it was pretty boring, for lack of a better word, for most of the four days. But I did think in the smaller conversations we had with people in the around who covered different teams and some on a national scale, I did think there was a lot of positive vibes for Kentucky. I don't know if you all kind of got the same feedback or not. Yeah, I heard positive I did, things about – oh, go ahead, Freddie. I did, Adam, and, and really uh... – Last year with the Alabama quarterback and linebacker, you had two not only stars in the league, but national level stars, right? I, I don't – like going back to the ballot, other than Quinshawn Juckins, I mean, or the automatic, you're going, these are first-team stars. I mean, I, I, I thought the, uh, the event lacked buzz overall, like you said, Adam, but it could have been because there were no, you know, big-name stars there you know, across the league. So that could have had something to do with it. But, you know, with the ballot, you know, the Ole Miss running back and then the, the tackle at Alabama, 
you know, there's a few, and then half the Georgia defense and half the Georgia offensive line, you know, there's there's not a lot of sure-fire first-team all-conference players. You know, you got a few stars, and it's all jumbled up. So I think that could have had something to do with it. I don't know uh, enough about the other defensive linemen in the conference, but I was pretty surprised that Deion Walker wasn't first team. I mean, some publications had him all second team last year, and now he's coming back. So, but what do I know? Yeah, Mason uh, is it Smith? I get Mason Moore and Mason Smith from LSU mixed up. Uh, Mason Moore, Kentucky yeah. baseball pitcher. Mason but, Smith. Yeah, and he he's similar to Walker, but he just got hurt in the first game of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then expected him right, to come back. Right. And the, the one for me, where I didn't have Stackhouse, I think, was the one that kind of jumped Dion, I think, in the rankings. But he, everyone down in Georgia, says he's awesome. They talk, so, yeah, I yeah. bet if you got if you looked at the if you got the raw votes, I bet Walker was probably fifth there. I would imagine. So I mean, he'll be in the mix as long as he has a good year. I think to be one of the better interior players in the conference. Uh, if you miss it too, our guy Clark Brooks, who uh, is a just a bundle of energy to, has him in his freaks list. That was on uh, one of the Andy Staple shows from last week. I thoroughly enjoyed that that interview while I was on the road to a wedding. And there's nothing like following up like a long weekend on the road than just going back on the road. Um, so that uh, the road from Cincinnati to Columbus too. You'll never believe this. Not a lot going on. Just not not a lot happening. Um, yeah. We yeah. both married into Ohio. We got to spend more time there than we want to. Yeah, yeah. We the 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 only downer when you're going to a wedding is, I I hate that I can't wear my bird dog shorts there uh, because they're so comfortable. And instead of I, I wish I wasn't wearing a big stuffy suit. I wish I had those stylish shorts on. They have the liner on the inside. They're very convenient. And when you go to birddogs.com/ksr, you can get one of those tumblers. Just get it for free along with your order. They're very nice, very wonderful, high quality and stylish, just like everything at Bird Dogs. Promo code KSR at checkout. Bird Dogs, they're the best of the best, and they're life-changing. Just just try them out. You've probably thought about it. You've heard about it. Just go ahead, take the plunge, buy some Bird Dog shorts today. Birddogs.com slash KSR. Next up. Good job. Yeah, you like that plug? Yeah, Yeah, that was very good. Yeah. I, was, I was wearing bird dogs when I fell down today. If I had been wearing jeans, I could have hurt myself even worse. But I was able to bounce right <laughs> back up and go to a radio show. No, oh, man. Uh, so a little podcast housekeeping. Uh, you, I'm sure some of you weren't ready for this KSR football podcast to happen on Monday. Well, we're getting back in the rotation. So this week is a little bit of a lull before fall camp begins. Uh, that actually, fall camp starts uh, Friday, I believe. So... Um, we're not supposed to let the details out on stuff, but I'm expecting me, uh, Fan Day to be next Saturday. That would be August the 4th, I want to say. Fifth. The 5th. So, that's the fall. We'll be rocking and rolling by then, but basically from here on out, Monday evenings, KSR Football Podcast will be on your YouTube channel. So, make sure you're subscribed. You'll be ready to rock. So, every time that we go live, we'll pop up on your TV. There'll be some classic tomfoolery, some shenanigans, and then that way, once the season gets rocking and rolling, we'll be here every Monday night to react to the show. Uh, and 11 personnel, new home, going to be on Wednesdays, correct, Mr. Walkett? Yep, home um, day with 11 personnel. And uh, this week, we're we're rolling out position previews on the site, which means we get to do pr- position previews on the podcast. And – 
That that also means like it, Steven gets to bring back the timer, and I don't know what it yes. is about having a timer in the corner that like it just it adds an element of uh, immediacy, of an element of now that I just I love it. I love. Do you it. remember in Sports Center they used to do like the Coors Light hot seat or whatever? It would be like they would play music and they would have all the graphics on, and they had to get like they would interview someone and they but it would have to go real fast. That's what it feels like. Uh, when that timer starts going, because you're like, "Oh, I gotta get my stuff out. Gotta get my stuff out." And then sometimes you finish early and you're just hanging out there for thirty yeah. seconds. Oh, uh, well, um, okay. there was definitely a couple moments when we were doing opponent previews. I want to say where I was just sitting there like, and then the kicker was good, <laughs> and you just kind of trail off. Um, but nevertheless, uh, what else did we miss from SEC Media Days? Uh, anything exciting? We've got some exciting recruiting news. Maybe yeah, I can I'm... say that. How about how about that? Uh, Nigel Glover. He was the highest ranked player in the uh, <laughs> in the highest ranked Never. signing class ever by Pat Fitzgerald. He's uh, he's visiting Kentucky this week. He's visiting Kentucky this week, so that could be significant. He's a linebacker. Look, they could always use a, a linebacker. Um, yeah, top ten player in Ohio. Uh, what's a Four, consensus four-star recruit, I believe. Yes. Dayton, Ohio native. Would be a nice addition, right? And then we've talked about that linebacker room. Lack of depth there. You add him with Jay Vant Brown, a kid they got out of St. Thomas Aquinas in South Florida. I think that would be a nice one-two punch there in your freshman class. And then I think that's still kind of a position of need in this class. It would make it less so. Um, where now you're potentially stacking some good two good classes together. Uh, for a room that's gonna, where it, there's gonna be a lot of turnover, I think, where there's just not there's not a real middle class there of sophomore and juniors. It goes from kind of junior, senior to freshman, so that would be a nice add there, I think, uh, to get him in there, and then that would help the recruiting ranking. I mean, you go back and add him to the recruiting ranking, Nick, that would give them another top twenty five class or pretty close to it if you added him into the fold. Yeah, and. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of Trey Mitchell, Drew, where something weird happens, and it just so yeah. happens that you have this um, pre-established relationship with a guy at a position of need. I mean, it's not a done deal by any means. I know Michigan is lurking, but this would be a, a nice, like, oh, let's just add a four-star recruit right before fall camp. Perfect timing. Yeah, I know. If it does work out and he ends up at Kentucky, let it be another one on the list where Vince Merrow or whoever has just, you know – You've lost, but you've maintained that relationship. We've seen it several times. Heck, Wondell Robinson was that way. A lot of coaches get bitter, cut off communication completely. But Kentucky, you know, they always keep those relationships, and sometimes those players come back around, and it's good to have always kept in touch and stayed positive with them. And hopefully uh, this can be another one where it works out that way, even though it took some unique circumstances for it to open up. Yeah, and some weird ones too. I don't really want to get yeah. into that. but like... yeah, That's unique, <laughs> illegal. <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> and oh man, that story just keeps getting weirder too. I mean, we're gonna. It's like be every. Hearing... It's like every team on campus. I know, and I'm curious too if that's gonna. I mean, that's got to end up following Jim Phillips it, in the ACC. That's what. Yeah, the ACC commissioner was AD when all that was going on, and their media days is tomorrow or starts tomorrow. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, he's gonna have to. Do y'all want to go? <laughs> I mean, that... Hit the road for Charlotte right quick. Yeah, Let the, my wife, I'm un... sure our wives would love that. Hey, <laughs> unpack from the first one. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm that... still catching up on laundry. 
Yeah, the, driving straight back to West Kentucky, not ideal. Not ideal. Yeah, I, Drew, you could have planned Ooh. that a little better. Maybe Ooh. just like stopped in Madisonville instead of. I would have going. been dead if I did one more night in Nashville just to, to avoid <laughs> that drive. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, ACC Media Days, that's happening this week. Um, we, uh, oh, gosh, I had something on the tip of my tongue that was right there. Oh, speaking of the ACC. Did you see the cowboy boot trophy that Louisville's getting? Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. But here, though, I, I think it's really cool, especially that. They no actually, idea Schnellenberger wore cowboy boots. No idea. Yeah, that, that's the that's the problem. <laughs> when I think of Howard Schnellenberger, I think of a pipe. I didn't know yeah. that he was walking around in cowboy boots. So I, I don't know, Freddie. I would have much preferred like a cowboy boots and like a mustache instead of cowboy boots for that trophy. Yeah, you know. Uh, as the only uh, football podcaster that had a visit in his office, a recruiting visit, I, I didn't remember seeing cowboy boots, but I do remember the pipe, and and that was that was uh, that was prominent when he was talking to me was the pipe, and I would think that that would be more of a fitting trophy for Louisville and Miami because uh, you know even the stories of him leaving the pipe at players' houses that he thought highly of, so he'd have an excuse to come back. But, yeah, I thought the pipe would be more fitting. Uh, I like he was that a, little he twist. He was classic. He was classic as far as recruiting, man. He was he was fun. He was a lot of fun. I'm glad you all That's, said this because I didn't know the boots connection either. I thought it was cool they took actual boots and put gold around them. I just thought I was dumb and didn't know the big story there because I also thought pipe. He, he also did the thing. Like, I, I love that trick too, Freddie. Like, that's what – you know, a guy or a girl will do when they're trying to get the follow-up visit, right? Like, oh, no, I left behind my just name random object, right? Or, like, I accidentally stole a koozie. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to go and bring it back. Uh, oh, no, I left my SEC Media Days pass in Nashville. Let's go get it. <laughs> the other movie he did, too, with his pipe is sometimes um, – you know, he might have been overserved, or he might have fallen asleep. He might have taken a Roush Hugh Freeze catnap um, and just put his pipe in his pocket without it going out. So he had he had holes all over his jackets, his plaid jackets, because he just forgot that the pipe was <laughs> still lit in there. Yeah. So. Oh man, um, I will say, like Louisville, Miami getting the trophy game. That's one thing the Big Ten has right. They've got all those trophy games. We need more trophy games. Oh, as many trophy games as possible. Kentucky uh, has one now left, really. And we need—that's why the beer barrel. It would be a great ad. Um, I would. What would a good Kentucky versus South Carolina trophy be? Because that—that that feels like there's a lot of juice in that now. Would it be like um, sunglasses? A ballot box. <laughs> Or it could be like a chicken bucket, like Colonel Sanders, because you've got the chickens, the Gamecocks, Colonel Bojangles, Sanders, Kentucky. Bojangles yeah. versus KFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a chicken bucket, I think, would be good, although I don't think Gamecocks would appreciate that too much. Um, yeah, that is it, the way it's becoming a rivalry, though, or has become one, especially with Stoops and Beamer now, it could use a nice little trophy there. Which South Carolina, they're opening the year on college game day. Against North Carolina, they're one-and-a-half-point dogs in that game. Drake May, a Heisman buzz, Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, God's gift to the media. It would be just a real shame if they used that big platform and just fell flat on their faces. I would be so disappointed. So are we allowed to paint our faces in, in uh, Tar Heel blue for that? Is that 
I got in my notes here to remind you about South Carolina and the van, about the offensive line. So I, I don't remember what that means, but I, it's, it's, it's important enough to be number one in my notes for the podcast. Well, because the close to South Carolina, they were being candid and not having to do the spin zone thing because Shane Beamer is their co-host. We're just going on and on about that offensive line, right? Um, they essentially had their Kenneth Horsey kick out the left tackle. He got hurt in the spring game, and it's just a patchwork of transfers. There's a guy from Mercer. Their best offensive lineman might be an Ivy Leaguer. Yeah, uh, from Yale. From Yale. Gargu- Gargugio or whatever his name is. So their offensive line's in a herd of trouble. Um and we'll get into it later on, but there's a lot of Rich Scangarello comparisons with Dow Loggins, the quarterback situations. Like, if you kind of break it down piece by piece, there's a lot of similarities to South Carolina this year and Kentucky a year ago, where you win some late games, you get this momentum, you got this buzz, you got a named quarterback. Just- Unexpectedly lost their top rusher. Now they've got a running back room that's kind of a mess, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. A lot, a lot of similarities there. So it would be a real shame if the, the Gamecocks fell flat on their face. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that more. There's plenty of time this offseason to dive into more. But we've run out of time today. We're going to keep things a little bit lighter early on in this offseason because, after all, it is, it's training camp for us, too. We're still getting our toes wet. We're, we're, we're getting loose. I mean, Drew's got to get his ankles ready. You know. <laughs> I, mean, I literally got to go get my toes wet. Got to get my foot iced. Yeah, he, he didn't tape up before, and we've already got injuries. We're woven up on the icy hot. So we're getting back into the action, and we're doing it rocking our bird dogs and with our friends at Justice Dental. We can't thank them enough for sponsoring the KSR Football Podcast. We'll be back for more next Monday, and I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Go Cats and go Krogering.